0: One Shot Toothpaste by Paul Jennings. I'm afraid this tooth will have to be filled, said Mr Bin. It's badly decayed. Antonio's knees started to knock as he looked at the dentist's arm. He knew that Mr Bin was hiding the needle behind his back. Not an injection, not that, spluttered Antonio. But it was too late. Before he could say another word, the numbing needle was doing its work. Antonio could feel tears springing into his eyes. He stared hopelessly out the window at the huge white tooth that was swinging in the breeze. On the side of the tooth was written, M.T. Bin, Dentist. The needle seemed to be taking years to go in. Mr. Bin held Antonio's mouth open with one hand and slowly pushed the plunger with the other. Try not to move, he said. You're shaking like a leaf. At last it was over. The dreaded needle came out. Rinse, ordered Mr. Bin. Antonio took a mouthful of water from the glass and he tried to spit it out, but his mouth was was numb and he dribbled most of it down his T-shirt. Antonio felt back the tears as Mr. Bean started to drill. He mustn't cry. It wouldn't be right for a 13-year-old boy to cry at the dentist. He stared out the window again at the giant tooth sign and opened up his mouth. ''What are you going to do for a job when you leave school?'' asked Mr Bin. ''A dustman,'' answered Antonio. ''I've always wanted to be a dustman.'' Mr Bin put down the drill with an amazed look in his face. ''A dustman? Did you say a dustman? No, isn't that funny?'' I always wanted to be a dustman when I was a boy. Well, how come you ended up a dentist then? Antonio asked. The dentist looked around the room and then went over and shut the door. He spoke in a very soft voice. If you promise not to tell anyone, I'll tell you the story, seeing that you want to be a dustman too. But you must, not give your solemn, you must give your solemn promise not to tell any other person. Not a soul, do you promise? Antonio nodded. He couldn't say a word because Mr. Bin had started drilling away inside his mouth. He closed his eyes and listened. When I was a boy, said Mr. Bin, I love looking in rubbish bins. I just couldn't walk past one without opening it. I mean, there are really no, some wonderful things to be found in the garbage. I once found a dead pig's head in our neighbour's bin. I took her home and put it on an ant's nest. They ate all the flesh off and I was just left with a skull. Next I drilled a hole in the top of, of it and gave it to my mother as a sugar container. She liked it so much that she never used it. She hid it away in a special place and then forgotten where it was. All the bins in our street had something interesting about them, but old Monty's rubbish was the strangest. I used to look in his garage, his garbage bin every Wednesday and Friday and it was filled with the same thing empty toothpaste tubes. Dozens and dozens of them. They weren't your everyday tubes either. They always had the same label. One shot toothpaste. It was written on every one. I could never work out why one old man who lived alone would use so many tubes of toothpaste. He couldn't have spent all day cleaning his teeth, or should I say tooth, for he he only had one fusty old green tooth right in the middle of his head. In fact, his tooth was so scungy that I'm sure if he, he never had cleaned it since the day it first grew. I need a drink. I couldn't stop thinking about old Monty and his empty toothpaste tubes. I just had to find out what was going on. I knew it would be no good trying to talk to him because he hated children. Actually, I think he hated everyone. If you said good morning to him, he would just tell you off, tell you to clear off. In the end, I decided to sneak up to his house at night and peek in the window. Chapter 2 One night after my parents had gone to bed, I crept up to the side of Monty's house. It was a ramshackle, tumbled old joint with a rusty tin roof and cobwebs all over the windows. It was a dark night and the cold wind was blowing. I was covered in goosebumps, but they weren't from the cold. I was scared stiff. I stumbled around until I found a window, which had a chink between the curtains. Mm -hmm. Then I stood on tiptoe and peered inside. All was black in the room at first. I couldn't see anything after a minute or two however i noticed something eerie something strange something i've never seen before teeth i saw teeth about 20 sets were glowing plainly in the dark they were so white that they shone like like fucking like tiny dim lights glow light, glo- light globes in the blackness they hovered in the air at various heights above the floor like fierce kites on a string. They were opening and shutting and waving around as if they belonged to invisible heads. That was when I realized the teeth did not did have heads. And bodies. I could, couldn't I just couldn't see them because it was dark. The teeth were so clean they gave off their own light. There were large pointed teeth, tiny sharp teeth. There were every type of cruncher and chomper that you could think of except one. None of them belonged to people. There were no human teeth, I could tell that at once. Just Just then someone lit a candle and an amazing sight met my eyes. I saw a room filled with animals. There were rabbits, dogs, kangaroos, wobblies, and cat and cats wallabies. each 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 one each one was in his own cage, and each one possessed the whitest set of teeth I have ever seen. But the poor things they all look so sad. I could tell they hated being kept in those small cages and even more, they hated what was about to happen to them. Monty strode across the room with an evil grin on his face and a candle in his hand. Tooth time, boys, he croaked. I could almost feel the poor animal shiver as he said it. He put the candle on a table and went over to a large cupboard and opened it, inside with thousands and thousands of tubes of toothpaste. He took down one of those tubes, number 52A, he said. Let's see if this is a mix that will make my fortune. Monty went over to the cage of a small rabbit and pressed a button. A red light flashed inside the cage and the rabbit poked its head out of a hole in the wire. The rabbit screwed its nose up and bared its teeth. Monty put some toothpaste on a brush and scrubbed away at them. I could tell that the toothpaste tasted terrible. When Monty had finished, he threw the dirty old carrot to the rabbit, but the poor thing couldn't eat it. It was t- too busy trying to get the nasty taste out of its mouth. This was terrible. This was monstrous, monstrous, monstrous. And so, uh, how cruel. The mean old man was cleaning the teeth of animals with some foul-tasting toothpaste. toothpaste. Fucking... He was trying to get it out on them to see if it was any good. I didn't think of my own safety. I didn't think of anything except those frightened creatures. I raced around to the front door and banged on it as hard as I could. Let me in, Usherin. Let me in and let those animals go. Chapter 3 The door swung open and there stood Monty, grinning at me with his feisty, 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 fucking shit, green tooth. He seemed pleased to see me. Just what I need, he said. A cheeky little brat of a kid. Come in, boy, and welcome. I burst into the house and ran into the room where all the animals are kept. What are you doing? I yelled. Why are you cleaning these animals' teeth? I'm inventing one-shot toothpaste, grinned Monty, and I'm nearly there. What's one-shot toothpaste, I shouted. It's toothpaste that you only use in your, once in your life. One go and you never need to clean your teeth again. Everyone will buy it once it is invented. All those brats who won't clean their teeth... The parents will buy it and I'll be rich. Every time I make a new batch, I have to try it out. That's why I have the animals. Let the animals go, I said. It's cruel. Try a rotten old toothpaste out on yourself. I couldn't do that, said Monty. It tastes horrible. But now I don't need those animals anymore. I have you. He looked at me with a sneaky smile and pointed to an empty cage. Before I had a chance to move, he jumped on me and grabbed me with his skinny hands. He was thin but very strong. We rolled over and over on the floor and crashed into the cupboard. Hundreds of tubes of toothpaste fell out of the cupboard and showered over all of us. As we struggled on the floor, many of the tubes burst open and squirted long worms of toothpaste into the air. Soon we were both covered in every colour of toothpaste you could think of. They all got mixed up and a different type smeared into horrible, smelly puddles. Monty grabbed the toothbrush and dipped it into the mixture. See how you like this boy, he hissed as he tried to shove the toothbrush in my mouth. There's no way I was going to let him put mixed-up toothpaste on my teeth. I pushed Monty backwards and he fell against the wall with a grunt. He was winded and laid there gasping for breath. Have it be your own medicine, I said. I plunged a toothbrush into Monty's mouth and brushed out his, his shitty old green tooth. He didn't like it, not one bit. He rolled around on the floor, yelling and holding his hands up to his neck. It must have tasted foul. Then something happened I will never forget. Monty's tooth started to grow. It swelled up and started to stick out of his mouth. Soon it was as big as his head. A whopping green, shitty old tooth. And it, as it grew, Monty started to shrink. It was just as if the tooth was sucking his inwards out. Monty shriveled up to up like a slowly collapsing balloon as the tooth, tooth grew bigger and bigger. Soon it was bigger than he was. It wasn't Monty and a tooth, it was the tooth and Monty. The tooth continued to feed on Monty until it was big, it was as big as a fully grown man, and he was only the size of a pea. Then there was a small pup, and he was gone altogether. The super tooth laid there alone on the floor. I was in a daze. I didn't know what to do. I staggered over to the cages and let the animals out one at a time. Each one bounded out of the door in in a panic. The last to go was a big kangaroo. The poor thing was in such a fright that it knocked over the table with a candle on it. In a flash, the court curtains caught fire and the room was alight. The the animals had all fled into the night, so I grabbed the huge tooth and lunged it out into the lawn. Lugged something. The house burned to the ground before the fire fire brigade could even get there. And that, said the dentist to Antonio... Is the end of the story, and your feel- feelings are finished. It didn't hurt much, now, did it? No," said Antonio. "I didn't feel a thing. But what happened to the giant tooth? Mister Bin looked up at the large tooth swinging in the breeze outside, with M T Bin Dentist written on it, and said. That's a secret which I can't even tell you. Antonio walked outside, looked at the large tooth. It was painted white but in the corner the paint was peeled off. Underneath he could see that was a shitty green colour. He turned round and walked home shaking his head as, as he went. Mr Bin went back to his surgery. A small girl was sitting in a chair crying. ''No needles, please!'' she whimpered. ''What are you going to do for a job when you grow up?'' asked Mr Bin. ''A ballet dancer,'' said the little girl. Mr Bin put down a needle with amazed look on his face. ''A ballet dancer?'' ''Did you say a ballet dancer?'' ''Now isn't that funny?'' I always wanted to be a ballet dancer when I was a boy. Well, how come he end up as a dentist? The little girl asked. Mr. Bean looked around the room and then went over and shut the door. He spoke in a very soft voice. If you promise not to tell anyone, I'll tell you the story. He said as he picked up the needle. The end.